In the middle of the chilly waters of San Francisco Bay sits a maximum security facility that housed some of the most dangerous felons during its years of operation. Although no one ever successfully escaped the prison on paper, many attempts were made over the years. The dark history has led to many reports of hauntings within the now empty prison walls. This is the story of Alcatraz Prison. I'm Ashton, and welcome to The Haunted Corner. Welcome back to The Haunted Corner. In today's episode, we'll be covering the dark history of Alcatraz. This will include the history, fun facts, the reported hauntings, and even the attempted escapes from Alcatraz. I went down a few rabbit holes, as per usual, and I'm really excited to cover this one. So let's get into it. In 1775, Spanish explorer Juan Miguel de Ayala mapped and named rugged Alcatraz Island, and he christened it La Isla de los Alcatraces, or Island of the Pelicans, because of its large population of the seabirds. Alcatraz Island, more commonly referred to as the Rock, is an island located within the San Francisco Bay about one and a half miles off the coast. In 1846, the U.S. government purchased the land from Mexico for $5,000. In 1850, an order was signed reserving the island for military use. During the 1850s, a fortress was constructed on Alcatraz Island and some 100 cannons were installed around the island to protect San Francisco Bay. It was staffed by 200 live-in soldiers, however, at no point were the cannons ever fired. Alcatraz also became home to the West Coast's first operational lighthouse. During the American Civil War in 1861, Alcatraz was used to house Confederate prisoners, but still maintained its military functions. When the war ended in 1865, a decision was made to maintain Alcatraz's function as a military correctional facility. Prisoners were initially kept in the guardhouse basement. However, it was quickly realized that this was not enough space. In 1867, a jailhouse made from bricks was built to use to be used to house the military prisoners. By 1870, Alcatraz was considered a permanent military post and it underwent tons of renovations and expansions. Between 1870 and 1878, bomb-proof shelters were created underground and the 108 cannons were removed because they had become obsolete thanks to technological advances. This new military prison was initially designed to house 300 men. However, more than half were sent off to other postings, leaving approximately 120 men behind. So this allowed more room for the staff to bring their families with them. To accommodate these families, new quarters were set up, which included a two-ward, 16-bed hospital, a bakery, a bowling alley, and a school. Yes, a school, which would be used by the children in the morning and the military in the afternoon. Like, load up the car, kids. We're heading to Alcatraz. 
I think I must live under a rock because I knew none of this. <laughs> That's part of the reason I do this podcast, to teach myself things. Another hospital was built near the lighthouse along with new housing. However, they were destroyed by a fire in April of the next year due to the lack of water on the island. In 1876, Alcatraz celebrated its 100th year anniversary. However, at this point, it was noted that the conditions had become extremely overcrowded and unhygienic. The living conditions between the prisoners and the people who were just living on the island was basically the same at that time. So a suggestion was made to move the prisoners somewhere else. But eventually, it was decided that the federal government would pay to build more living quarters. A brand new two-story hospital was also built. The Citadel was renovated in 1882. A new schoolhouse was built and windmills were installed to pump water to the tanks on the roof so residents would have access to running water. In January of 1895, 19 members of the Hopi tribe were jailed at Alcatraz. So what had happened was, following land disputes, they were subjugated and the U.S. government demanded a few things from the, the tribe. They would be required to farm, learn how to become American, and send their children to schools to learn the same thing. They were also required to stop speaking their language and practicing their religion. So the Hopi tribe members were like, no, no thanks. Um, so they were then arrested and held in the lower prison. Now the public became divided about the situation, but most people were empathetic towards the Native American men. After some debating, the 19 prisoners were released, but one of the conditions was that they needed to comply with the government's original orders, which they again refused. Like, I'm sorry, we told you earlier, no. So the government decided that they were just going to let things lie, and nothing happened after that. So in April of 18. 98, the Spanish-American War broke out, and at this time, the number of prisoners at Alcatraz rose substantially. I read in one report that the number of prisoners rose from 26 to 450. On April 18th of 1906, after an earthquake hit the city of San Francisco, civilian prisoners were from the city were transferred to Alcatraz while the city was rebuilt. On March 21st of 1907, Alcatraz became the Western U.S. military prison. The goal was to utilize military discipline among inmates in the hopes of rehabilitating them. So in order to accommodate the growing population, construction began on a larger concrete prison. In order to complete this task, some of the original buildings were demolished and the new structure was completed in 1912. It remains the main structure on the island today. In 1915, remedial education and vocational training were implemented, and the prison was renamed the Pacific Branch of the U.S. Disciplinary Barracks. In 1933, the Army relinquished Alcatraz to the U.S. Department of Justice, which wanted a federal prison that could house a criminal, criminal population that was too difficult or dangerous to be handled by other U.S. penitentiaries. Following construction to make the existing complex at Alcatraz more secure, the maximum security facility officially opened on July 1, 1934. The first warden, James A. Johnston, hired approximately one guard for every three prisoners, and each prisoner had his own cell. 
According to History.com, quote, Alcatraz typically held some 260 to 275 prisoners, which represented less than 1% of the entire federal inmate population. Some of these prisoners included some notable names. Among those who did time at The Rock was the notorious Prohibition-era gangster Al Scarface Capone. He spent four and a half years there during the 1930s. He was sent to Alcatraz because his incarceration in Atlanta, Georgia, had allowed him to remain in contact with the outside world and continue to run his criminal operation in Chicago. Other famous Alcatraz inmates include George Machine Gun Kelly, who spent 17 years there on a kidnapping conviction, gangster Alvin Creepy Carpus Karpowicz, Um, He was listed as public enemy number one by the FBI in the 1930s, and he spent over 25 years behind behind bars at Alcatraz. Robert Stroud, who was also known as the Birdman of Alcatraz, was transferred there after three decades at the Federal Penitentiary in Leavenworth, Kansas. Stroud arrived on the island in 1942 and served 17 years there. However, despite his nickname, he was not permitted to keep birds at Alcatraz which is something that he was allowed to do when he was at Leavenworth. Other famous inmates include the mob boss Ellsworth Raymond Bumby Johnson and the Puerto Rican political activist Rafael Cancel Miranda, who attacked the Capitol building in Washington. Maybe I'll do an entire episode just on the famous prisoners who were housed at Alcatraz, because there are a lot. The prison housed inmates for the next 29 years, but this housing of inmates was very expensive. It was estimated that each inmate cost the American taxpayers almost $10 per day, whereas an inmate in Atlanta, Georgia, would cost the taxpayers approximately $3 per day. So it's not a cheap place to run by any means, and life in the prison was not a five-star resort. Inmates were expected to work eight hours per day, five days per week. They had weekends and holidays off. They had very strict routines. Concerns eventually began to rise about the amount of sewage that was being dumped from the island, and salt water had damaged the structure of Alcatraz to the point where it would require extensive maintenance. Because of these things and the high cost of operation, the decision was made that Alcatraz would be closed on March 21, 1963, and the remaining 250 inmates were transferred to the penitentiary in Marion, Illinois. During nearly Three decades of operation, Alcatraz housed a total of 1,576 men. In 1969, a group of Native Americans led by Mohawk activist Richard Oakes arrived on Alcatraz Island and claimed the island on behalf of, quote, Indians of all tribes, end quote. The activists hoped to establish a university and a museum on the island. Eventually, Richard Oakes left Alcatraz after the death of his stepdaughter there in 1970, and the remaining occupiers were removed by order of President Nixon in 1971. The island became part of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in 1972 and was open to the public a year later. Today, some one million tourists visit Alcatraz each year. Now let's talk about prison escapes or attempted escapes. Over the years, there were 14 known attempts to escape from Alcatraz, involving 36 inmates. The Federal Bureau of Prisons reports that of these would-be escapees, 23 were were captured, 6 were shot and killed during their getaways, 
two drowned and five went missing and were presumed drowned. One of the earliest attempted escapes occurred in 1878 when two prisoners managed to row themselves all the way to the shore before being captured. So close. <laughs> Another time, a man named Joseph Bowers, who was serving a 25-year sentence for stealing $16. Now, there, were, there are a few stories about how Joseph met his end. The first being that he was burning garbage at an incinerator when he ran towards a chain link fence, hoping he could jump over into the bay and swim to freedom. Well, as he was on the fence, a guard saw him and shot at him, causing him to fall to his death. The other version notes that Joseph loved feeding the birds on the island, and he had stacked some empty barrels to reach the food for the birds. And when a guard saw him climbing on the barrels, he misunderstood Joseph's motive, thinking he was trying to escape, and he shot him. In another escape attempt, two men named Ted Cole and Ralph Rowe, who were accused bank robbers, were working in the industries building when they were able to evade guards in the fog and managed to jump into the bay with, where they were never found. Because of the current and water temperatures, many believed that the men drowned and their bodies were never found. They weren't the only prisoners who many believe were able to escape the island. And this escape actually inspired the movie Escape from Alcatraz, which you may have seen. This escape attempt involved Alan Clayton, who was incarcerated for a transfer of a stolen vehicle, Frank Lee Morris, who was incarcerated for narcotics and armed robbery, and brothers John and Clarence England, who were in for bank robbery. Now, Morris was a very smart man, and he was the mastermind of this escape attempt. He allegedly had an IQ of 133. So he was super smart. Now they were playing the long game. I mean, they had time on their hands. So the prisoners spent two years stealing the tools they needed and building the things they would need during their escape. This included a raft as a getaway vehicle with paddles and life jackets. They also created lifelike dummies of themselves and even used real hair on the dummies that they collected from the barber shop. The men used their tools to drill holes around the air vents at the back of their cells to loosen them for removal. The men then climbed into the corridor behind the cells and on top of the cell block where they had a makeshift workshop to create the tools they need, needed for their escape. So on the night of June 11, 1962, they were ready to go. But one of the men, West, didn't have his ven ventilator grill completely removed, so he was left behind. The three others got into the corridor, gathered their gear, climbed up and out through the ventilator, and got onto the prison roof. Then, they shimmied down the bakery smokestack at the rear of the cell house, climbed over the fence, and snuck to the northeast shore of the island and launched their raft. What happens next? No one really knows. Did they make it across the bay, get to Angel Island, or did the wind and waves get the better of them? Plenty of people have gone on to try to prove that the men had, could have survived. But did they? No one knows. The men never, never turned up. But then, in 2013, the FBI thought they were contacted by a ghost when a letter arrived signed by John England, 51 years after he was declared dead. One of the most famous failed escapes occurred between May 2nd and May 4th of 1946 and resulted in the deaths of two guards and three inmates. 
On May 2nd, an inmate named Bernard Coy, who was serving 25 years for bank robbery, was sweeping the floor in cell block C. His co-conspirator was an inmate named Marvin Hubbard, who was serving time for kidnapping and auto theft. And as Coy finished up, he asked the guard to let him out so he could move on to his next task. So the guard did, and as he was frisking Hubbard, Coy came up and hit the guard from behind before the men subdued him. Coy and Hubbard then let two other inmates named Clarence Carnes and Joseph Kretzer out of their cells. There was a gun gallery above the cell block, which the men knew all about and even knew the routine of the guard who was stationed there. And as he was away from his post, the men began working on trying to get through the bars surrounding the gun gallery. Now, Coy had been preparing. He had been starving himself in order to fit through the bars, which he did. And as the guard returned, Coy overpowered him and took the guard's keys as well as guns and gas grenades, which he passed out to other men. Coy went back to D-Block, where he demanded the guard release several of the inmates who had been held in solitary confinement, including Mirren Thompson and Sam Shockley. The other inmates refused to take part in the escape, and they returned to their own cells where two of the guards were also locked up. Now, in order for the inmates to get off the island, they had to find a way to get to the dock where boats arrived between 2 and 2.30 p.m. But to even get out of the cell house, they had to try all the different keys to open the door. In the process of this, they managed to jam the lock and were now stuck inside the cell house. During this time... When the guards didn't show up to their next reports, nine guards went to see what was going on, and they were also subdued and held in cells by the prisoners. Coy fired at nearby watchtowers and injured a guard, and when Associate Warden Ed Miller entered the cell block, he was shot and injured by Coy as well. During this time, one of the guards was able to raise the alarm. At that point, Kretzer opened fire on the rest of the guards, injuring five, and one of the guards named Bill Miller would later die from his injuries. So at that point, the inmates were like, oh, maybe this wasn't such a great idea. So they re- returned to their cells to pretend like they had nothing to do with, with what had just happened. But what they didn't know is that one of the surviving guards managed to write down their names and even circled the names of the ringleaders. The inmates were not going down without a fight, though. By 6 o'clock p.m., armed guards made their way to the gun cage and were fired upon by the prisoners. It was at this time that Officer Harold Stites was killed and four other officers were injured. Prison officials were done with the shenanigans and they turned off the water and power to the prison. They also decided to call in two Marine platoons to guard the rest of the prisoners and to recapture the cell house. They made their way to D-Block, where they found the other captured guards, and in the meantime, unleashed a barrage, a barrage of gunfire and grenades after they mistakenly thought that the, that the escapees had holed up there. By noon on May 3rd, the convicts called Warden James Johnston in an attempt to make a deal, but Johnston refused and demanded their unconditional surrender. When armed guards entered the, bu- the building on May 4th, they found the bodies of Coy, Kretzer, and Hubbard, which brought the battle to an end. Thompson and Shockley were executed for their roles on December 3, 1948. Harness was initially given an extra life sentence, but was released in 1973. So now that we've covered the history, the prisoners, the escape attempts, not all of them, because there were a lot more, let's talk about the ghosts. There's many reasons why Alcatraz is considered to be one of the most haunted places in America. 
and these are just a few of them. In the 1940s, a prisoner was found by guards strangled to death in cell 14D, which is where prisoners were sent as punishment. The story goes that the night before his death, he kept screaming that a creature with glowing eyes was trying to kill him. And visitors now often report feeling a cold rush of air when entering cell 14D. As guests wander through the cell blocks, it's normal to hear whispers, crying, and moaning. This is also the location where a psychic reported encountering a malevolent spirit named Butcher. And you guessed it, prison records show that a man who was nicknamed Butcher was killed in one of those cell blocks in the 1940s by another inmate. A former inmate named Leon Whitey Thompson, who also went on to become a guide at Alcatraz, remembered that all of the inmates thought the prison was haunted. One time, in the 1980s, when he was working as a guide, a ghostly apparition suddenly appeared on Michigan Avenue, which was a long corridor, corridor in the prison. And the apparition started walking away from Whitey. But something was familiar about this ghost. He immediately recognized the spirit as being that of a man he met in prison decades earlier, a man named Johnny House. Other famous spirits that are said to still linger around the prison halls include that of Robert Stroud, also known as the Birdman. In 1994, a couple visited his cell and said they heard the sound of birds and saw Stroud reading a book on his bed. That's not all. The spirit of Al Capone has been reported to hang around the prison as well. Now, Capone couldn't risk spending his one hour of free time in the prison yard as the threat of attack was too big. So instead, he spent his days in the shower room playing his banjo. And now nearly a century later, many sources have reported hearing banjo music coming from the prison shower room. From sightings of apparitions to strange noises being heard, and even the strange sight of the first Alcatraz lighthouse reappearing on the island on foggy nights, the hauntings seem to continue. And if you have a story to share about Alcatraz or a picture to share, please send it to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com. And that is the history and hauntings of Alcatraz. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. I will link to all the sources used in my research on the website in the blog post at thehauntedcorner.com. I'll also link to it in the show notes. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts with new episodes dropping every Monday and Thursday. We're also on YouTube, so head over there to subscribe. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share your support, head on over to Patreon. You'll have access to the exclusive Patreon-only episodes, and the list is getting longer. Early and ad-free access to episodes, plus so much more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash The Haunted Corner to join now. Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to tell a friend and rate wherever you listen. If you have a case suggestion or correction to share, please send it to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com or submit it through the website. Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye.